Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Golden Knights. Another late goal to force overtime, but VGK loses at home to the Winnipeg Jets 5-4. Kelly McCrimmon gives an update on Jack Eichel's return, and our team's going to roughhouse the Golden Knights the way Anaheim did. Hi again, everyone. I'm Tony Cardasco. Follow us at Locked On VGK or me at Tony Dasco on Twitter. You can hear me filling in with Lindsey Brown all this week on 11:40 a.m. The Bet in Las Vegas from 3 to 5 in the afternoon. Playmakers can also be heard on the Odyssey app. Thanks for making Lockdown Golden Knights your first listen. It's free and available on all platforms. 91 shots on goal in two games for the Golden Knights. They are putting pucks on net and not really thinking about it. Remember when they were overthinking things, overpassing way too much earlier this season? Well, they are using a lot of long shot passes, if you will, and they are putting them on net. And it's been good because they're starting to create a lot more chances and opportunities offensively. On the Evgeny Dodonov goal, for instance, we saw what looked like a motion that he might be passing the puck out in front, and it went into net. Peter DeBoer said the team has found a way to create offense no matter who is in the lineup these days. He said if you score four goals against Hellebuck, you should win the game, but VGK could not defend. They gave up four goals in a row and didn't play well defensively, especially after that first period. And even in the first period, with a season high of 22 shots on goal, at least the Golden Knights were able to defend some. And part of that was because perhaps Winnipeg was fighting some rust, not having played over the past two weeks. Pete DeBoer said that the fans got two games for the price of one. After that first period of dominance, he said that you knew that the Jets were going to come back. He said that you could tell that they were going to push back, that they got their legs back under them, their first game back after the break. DeBoer said overall it wasn't VGK's best 60-minute effort. He said the overtime period was indicative of how the last 40 minutes of the game went. They did some good things, but not enough. The Golden Knights get a point, but they lose in overtime 5-4, and the winning goal was scored by who else? But Kyle Connor, Connor now with nine goals in nine games against VGK, including another overtime game winner here in Las Vegas. At least VGK continued to score three or more goals in yet another game. Is it 14 games in a row now that VGK has scored at least three times, three goals in a game? I think it is. On Sunday, another high-scoring affair at the Fortress. At some point, VGK is going to have to play better defense, and I feel they have to get better goaltending as well. These games should not be this close. They shouldn't lose if they are scoring like this. Like Pete DeBoer said, you beat Connor Hellebuck four times and you should win the game. VGK has yet to record a shutout as well on the season, and they almost had one for Laurent Persois. But Ryan Getzlaff scored a goal with about, what, 11 seconds to go in Friday's game against Anaheim. VGK, sooner or later, has to play better defense and for a full 60 minutes. A lot of Sunday's game, we caught VGK just watching pucks. How do you score a goal on three consecutive shots with no one defending? Oh, the Jets' power play. It is something to behold. Carlson and McNabb just stood around. They were just observers. Andrew Kopp just put it in on his third attempt, and the Golden Knights players just simply stood around. 
a lot of puck watching, and Pete DeBoer could not have been happy with that. Former Golden Knight Paul Stastny scored a goal, and he and Nate Schmidt, an original VGK player, were welcomed back to the fortress. They now play, of course, for Winnipeg. Matthias Janmark, four goals in three games. He had the two goals in the third period, including the late goal with eight seconds remaining to send it into overtime. That goal came off of a bomb from Shea Theodore outside of the left circle around the blue line, and it went off of Yamark's skate. Yamark told the media following the game that Winnipeg probably played harder than VGK to score two goals and take the 4-2 lead after it was tied up at two. DeBoer paired Yanmark with Wah and Kolasar, and they had some solid shifts once again. Well, outside of Keegan Kolasar, missing at least three point-blank chances, one that was lost right off of his stick. Yanmark said everyone on his line is playing well and making plays. Playing well individually, too, he said, is making it easier to gel as a line, and he said everyone on that line is working hard away from the puck as well. He said that he felt that his line should have scored even before he had the two late goals, including the equalizer. He said the Golden Knights have to clean up in their own end. They don't want to give up four goals in a game, and he felt that VGK should have scored more, and he's right. The board pointed out that Yanmark and Wa have played well in long stretches recently. DeBoer said that it could be real tough to play against that group. Yanmark is starting to find his footing. He had 24 points in 56 games last season split between the Blackhawks and VGK. He's starting to get his footing, starting to find a home here in Las Vegas. He was on the COVID list at the start of the season, and he had some really solid games so far when he returned. He now has 13 points, he has six goals, and once again, he's got four goals in three games. He was a plus two on the ice on Sunday. He scored the goal against the Kings, one against Anaheim, and then two on Sunday afternoon. And DeBoer also said that he thought that the misfit line had a lot of opportunities despite not being able to stick the putt into the net. Max Pacioretty still listed as day-to-day after having wrist surgery late last week. Mark Stone was still out on Sunday with the apparent leg injury, and Robin Leonard missed yet another game after he was hurt in the Islanders game. Laurent Brissois in net on Sunday, and that loss broke his two-game win streak. The Golden Knights had just one power play opportunity, and they didn't score. The Jets scored a power play goal scored by Andrew Kopp, the one that everyone was just watching, observing, and thinking it was absolutely beautiful. Will teams try to mix it up with VGK and play more physical like Anaheim did? You're listening to Locked On Golden Knights. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthy, then Built Bar has to be in your plan. Built Bar tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Unlike other protein bars, it doesn't taste chalky or waxy or like a chemical spill. Built Bars need to be built into your 2022 plan. Covered in 100% chocolate, most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar and net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Built Bar has so many flavors to choose from. My new favorite is coconut almond. My New Year's resolution is to try as many flavors as possible. There are always new limited flavors that you can find as well at Built.com. Go to Built.com today and get 15% off your order by using the promo code LOCKED15. That's Locked15 at Built.com. Thanks for making Locked On Golden Knights your first listen every day. It's free and available on all platforms. I'm Tony Cardasco. Kelly McCrimmon was on AT&T Sportsnet yesterday during intermission, and he gave fans an update on when Jack Eichel might be available to play. 
He said Eichel should arrive here in Las Vegas sometime this month. McCrimmon said it's been close to two months now since Eichel has been rehabbing, and he said that he's confident that Eichel will be in the Golden Knights lineup sometime this season. McCrimmon had said a couple of months ago that it could take up to five months before Eichel plays in Las Vegas, and I feel like the timeline is still the same, but once Eichel arrives here in Las Vegas, he's going to be rehabbing, and he can begin some work with the team, with some workouts with the team at some point. Eichel has been working out and skating on his own, but we don't know how far along he is with the rehab process. Eichel had artificial disc replacement surgery on his neck, the first time it's been performed on an NHL player, so we still really don't know what to expect. They will have to make sure Eichel doesn't return too soon. Eichel had 355 points and 375 career games with the Buffalo Sabres, including 139 goals, and you just want to take your time, especially with surgery like this. Eichel's arrival will spark even more conversations about what the Golden Knights will have to do to be cap compliant. On cap friendly currently, I noticed the Golden Knights have been able to hit the cap with Eichel at $10 million annual salary and Alec Martinez at $5.2 million on the long-term injured reserve list. When a team goes into long-term injured reserve, the effective salary cap is changed. So the cap right now is at $91 million. On injured reserve, VGK has Mark Stone with the lower body injury and Max Pacioretty coming off of his wrist surgery. Both are listed as day-to-day, but they save about $16,500,000 toward the cap for now. VGK is going to have to clear about $10 million from the books when Eichel returns. We know Eichel will be the key center on the power play. I don't believe right now that he's going to be replacing Chandler Stevenson on the top line, unless Stevenson struggles some. I still say it's more likely to center the second line, and then you have an explosive top six. William Carlson has not played well since his return from the injured list. Nick Waugh has been consistent on the third line. If Carlson continues to struggle, if he can't come out of his scoring slump, they might have to move him to the third line, in my opinion. Who says Carlson even has to remain on the misfit line if he's not skating well or if he's taking plays off defensively like he did on Sunday? And who's to say Carlson is untouchable, even though he signed for a long-term deal? A top target to be traded since the preseason has been Riley Smith since his contract expires at the end of the season. VGK could shed $5 million by getting rid of Riley Smith. Shea Theodore's name has been mentioned prominently. It was during the Jack Eichel trade talks, remember? And he could also be on the trading block. Complimentary players like Evgeny Dodonov will likely be traded. At this point, we aren't sure if Alec Martinez even comes back this season so they can leave him on the long-term IR. It's going to be a challenge each and every night, every game, to not exceed the salary cap. When the Golden Knights signed Jack Eichel, McCrimmon said VGK added an elite player and will stack up with the top centers like Connor McDavid, Nathan McKinnon, and Anzi Kopitar. He called his release special and said that the puck comes off of the stick quickly. Eventually, Eichel will be on the ice as much as possible. The players that were traded for Jack Eichel got off to a good start on Saturday. Alex Tuck scored a power play goal and added an assist in the Sabres' overtime loss to the Boston Bruins. Tuck had a goal and two assists through the first couple of games in Buffalo. Tuck was not expected to return from that shoulder surgery until later on this month or early February, so he comes back way ahead of schedule. His former VGK teammate, Peyton Krebs, also had a primary assist on the Tuck goal. Buffalo wants Krebs to look to shoot a little bit more, and at times they're going to be moving him from winger to his natural position of center. 
Krebs tore it up in the AHL before joining the Sabres. Coming up next, will teams try to mix it up with VGK and play more physical like Anaheim did? You are listening to Locked On Golden Knights. Thanks for making Locked On Golden Knights your first listen. It's free and available on all platforms. I'm Tony Cardasco. A lot of frustration set in for the Anaheim Ducks when they played the Golden Knights at T-Mobile Arena on Friday, and they started some goonery as a result. There was a franchise record three fights in the game for VGK, and to me, again, this Golden Knights team still is not physical enough. While they continue to improve in several areas, they continually are getting out hit each and every game, each and every night. I've said it before, I will continually say it, I believe that this team, this Golden Knights team is too finesse. They really need to be ready come playoff time because I believe the hitting will continue, it will take a toll, it will take a toll in a series. And I believe other teams might start antagonizing VGK, they'll try to take them out of their game like the Ducks did last week. They had better be ready to fight, they had better be ready to play physical as this season wears on. The Golden Knights are simply frustrating teams, like the Ducks, who have lost 19 out of 23 all-time. Shorthanded teams with players out might try to fight to get some sort of an advantage. The skirmishes were plenty on Friday. Brady McNabb's interference call and fight with Sam Carrick led to the late goal, with 11 seconds remaining by Ryan Getzlaff. By the way, that was not a clean check by McNabb. He launched himself. He was called for interference. That was the right call. Give it up. Fans and media members were like, great hit. Yep, great hit, but not legal. We saw some good throwdowns. That Braden McNabb scrap was won by Sam Carrick, who threw down McNabb after he was interfered with. Nicholas Delorier got into a couple of scraps and had a game misconduct. Players had to be separated repeatedly in the second and third periods. Keegan Kolasar got into a fight with Ryan Getzlaff, and the other fight was McNabb versus Derek Grant, and there were also a few roughing calls. I believe the teams are going to try and push around the Golden Knights moving forward, and the later this season gets, the more competitive it gets, the more the tempers will flare. This is a big week for the Golden Knights. They'll host the Predators Tuesday night, then the Rangers on Thursday. It's the return of Gerard Gallant and Ryan Reeves. DeBoer was asked about meeting Gallant at home, and DeBoer said it's no big deal. He said everything with the rivalry between him and Gallant is in the past. DeBoer said that the meeting recently at New York's Madison Square Garden sort of settled things down. We'll see about that. Gallant will want to win against this organization, the one that fired him, no doubt. Will Reeves try to put on a show and drop his gloves? Consensus says that he might try to scrap against Keegan Colasar just because. Then on Saturday, the Blackhawks come into town. That'll mark the return of Marc-Andre Fleury, who comes off of the COVID list. On the schedule, the Golden Knights will now be at home through January the 20th. This is because the Canadian trip was postponed. After the Blackhawks, VGK still has the Maple Leafs, the Penguins, and the Canadians coming into town. They also get a six-day break between games against Toronto and Pittsburgh, and don't tell me the Golden Knights get all the bad breaks. First order of business, Nash Vegas comes to Las Vegas Tuesday night. The Golden Knights against the Predators. In November, the Golden Knights won against Nashville here. Chandler Stevenson scored a goal. Jonas Ronbjork scored. Adam Brooks scored. Alex Petrangelo scored. And Mark Stone also had a goal. It was a 5-2 Vegas win. 
For VGK, they now have everyone back off of the COVID protocol list. Evgeny Dodanov is back, as is Alex Petrangelo, who seems still a little bit rusty on his return, along with Peter DeBoer and Brett Howden. And that's due in part to the new NHL guidelines that follow the CDCs. Let's hope that there are no late protocol list additions. On tomorrow's show, a preview of the Golden Knights Predators and the big week ahead. Thanks for making Locked On Golden Knights your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. We thank you all for tuning in and we'll see you once again tomorrow right here on Locked On Golden Knights.